Hello and welcome to the Inner Miami Show. I'm Brandon Griffin, and with me, as always, is my man Mike. What's How going you on, doing? To- How you doing today, Branton? How's everything going? Ooh, oh, we're doing the music again. Fantastic, we are. <laughs> All right, so so we should give a heads up to our listeners. We are st- trying a new streaming service today. Yeah. Uh, we think this could be a little bit more powerful. Uh, we also, if you're watching on YouTube, can already see that we've kind of thrown up some new things here. Uh, but there's going to be some hiccups, as apparently we already started with. So, uh, no, yeah. uh, man, let's start off. Uh, everything's going pretty good. Uh, for our listeners, I had hoped we would have recorded last week. I was struck with a nasty, nasty virus. Uh, I apologize if I cough during the show at all. Uh, finally feeling a little bit better. Uh, so we're going to be catching up on a couple things that happened last week and, and jumping in kind of kickstarting the week. Uh, let me start with recording this on Monday night. It is Martin Luther King yeah. Day. Uh, I want to just throw out a huge shout out to Black Herons United. Uh, they are the Black Supporters Group for Inner Miami CF. Uh, both Brent and I are members of the group. You can see us if you're watching YouTube. Uh, we are rocking their kit, which is just a fantastic kit. Throw it all out there for those. Oh, come back to Mike. Throw it out out there for those <laughs> on video, uh, and then you know we got their their scarf as the well. Scarf so uh, they have a great podcast, the Dreaming of Freedom podcast. If you haven't listened, it is on Apple, Spotify, and everything else. Uh, definitely yeah. give them a listen, give them a shout. Uh, but yeah, on today's the day that just more so than well every day we should recognize them. But I feel like today's day to just definitely make that call out and I uh, really thank them for their support of the club because I think they bring something to this club that. A lot of supporters group don't bring the same way. So uh, I think it's something that was sorely missing until they they came on the scene as well. And, you know, if you, if you haven't had a tailgate out there and had uh, Auntie Mary's punch and, and the Jamaican beef patties they bring out, like you haven't lived, you haven't been to an inner Miami tailgate until until you've done that. So, you know, I encourage anybody, if this is the first time you're hearing about Black Herons United, like get out there. Um you know, super welcoming community, join, support them, and just hang out, man. It's all about the vibes, right? I, I will warn you that Aunt Mary's Punch uh, packs a kick. Uh, if you're yeah. first time tailgating with them, I would say go a little <laughs> bit light on them. The other thing to warn us, those Jamaican beef patties have uh, also a kick. And uh, do not wash it down with the punch. Like, just mm. separate those two things. <laughs> first, At least on their first tailgate. Good tip there. Good tip. Um, and, you know, speaking of spicy things, let's jump right into our first topic today. And this is something that that both of us are probably going to be on the same side of an argument for the first time ever. And that's Messi winning the FIFA best player, men's best player. And there's the voting right there up on your screen. Um. One thing that that Mike hadn't noticed when we were talking pregame or pre-show is uh, there's actually a tie in the voting between Messi and Holland. And what broke the tie is the number of your or number of um, international captains that voted for Messi. Um, two more voted for him than Holland, so that's why he won the award. Um, so, Mike, how do you feel about this? So, so real quick, uh, before I jump in, I just want to say for our, our listeners, so Messi officially came first, Holland second, and then Mbappe third. Uh, Messi and Holland tied at 48 points and Mbappe at 35. Uh, I, I think this is a sham. Uh, frankly, I'm going to, I think we're, I'm going to alienate some of our Messi listeners from minute one, but let me just c- go down this path. 
Uh, Listeners in Argentina might want to skip. Yeah, yeah, this one. I don't want to become a messy hater, though. There's been a a couple Reddit threads that have said that about me. I I just think IMCF Traveler said it really well earlier today on Twitter, which he basically said, the only way this makes sense is if the voting, the the whole uh, period ended the minute the World Cup ended. That, you know, it completely discounts the club season. And, you know, my point kind of take think to him is, all right, if 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 we're going to almost discount the club season, then let's let's look at the guy on Argentina who at least did something in the club season and not to discount Messi winning League's Cup in MLS. But Julian Alvarez won the treble. And so if you're going to get the most points for winning the World Cup and you maybe get a few points, well, we saw that uh, if Holland got the same amount of votes for winning the treble, then Julian Alvarez did it both. And he could, and let's not pretend he didn't contribute. He scored in, in World Cup. He scored multiple World Cup goals. He scored goals in multiple tournaments uh, as part of the treble. There's a weird argument here, which no one else is going to agree with, but there's a weird argument that he deserved to win this thing. Uh, I, I don't see how Messi wins it. I think I, 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 the Ballon d'Or, I got behind. It was Messi's, you know, it was the World Cup. Like, give it to him. But I felt this one, I, I wanted to see almost a little bit more honor in it. I want to see a little bit yeah. more serving of it. I, I just don't think he should have won it. I think this one you give to Holland for the treble. Uh, I don't think you've been popping anything this year, this past year, really. No. Um, I know I'm, I'm dominating the conversation. My bad, Brian. But I just had to get it all out there that it's just silly. Yeah. It's just It's just silly to me. No, and listen, I agree with you. I think um, – I, I don't think he should have won this. I mean – I, I forget who it was. It was on Twitter saying that trying to compare the league's cup to winning the, the EPL or something. And I was just like, come on, man, like have a little, it's, little uh, Fabian. Fabian said that. I don't Fabian? know who it was. I, I it was, that's who traveler was I can arguing tell you after with. I, well, yeah, that's true. And, and I can tell you after that tweet, I will not be taking that account seriously <laughs> because man, was, is that a bad take? Like, um, you know, I, I can't get on board with, and I, and I know you're just using it for argument's sake with uh, Alvarez winning the award, but I, I think the award should have gone to Holland. I think he, he he had a spectacular season for a goal scorer last year. You know, broke several records on his way to the treble, and, and it should have gone to him. I, I, I was surprised a little bit to see Mbappe at third because I didn't think that he really – um, did a whole lot, but I think that just kind of goes to show you that the name recognition is playing a big part in these awards. And, um, you know, it's cool that we can say we have the FIFA men's best player on the team, but uh, was he the best person for it? I don't think so. So, so I looked it up. It was Fabian Renkel who said that, which honestly, he's got good takes and bad takes. I think his coverage last week of the MLS uh, event was fantastic. You know, his argument was, wow, this kind of implies that MLS that MLS Cups are equivalent to, to, to the treble. I actually want to say it's the anti-argument. I think this what this more implies is that the rest of the world sees that Messi's retired, and this is his retirement like uh, tour. And so I think that almost says bad things about MLS. Like it's the rest of the world's going, well, he's not really playing anymore, so let's just give him last year, last time he'll ever play, all these awards. Oh. And, and I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, we'll see what happens next year. We'll really see next year if MLS or or 
you know, North American tournaments are um, gaining popularity because let's say we win CCC, we win the league and, and Messi I don't know Copa. if we're getting back an open cup and then Messi wins Copa. Like <clears throat> that's a pre- impressive hall of trophies, but is that enough to take somebody down that, that maybe wins multiple awards, you know, like a Holland or a Sala or somebody like that. I, I, I don't know. I don't think so, but uh, they don't ask me to vote. <laughs> but but they should, first off. You, you well, clearly know more. I feel like you can know more than some of these voters. Uh, but I think that's an interesting point. Messi wins the Copa and then brings home, home more trophies, trophies next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wins, but is he in the top three? And yeah. if all of a sudden he drops off, I think it reinforces it, – it kind of backs up my just point I just made that this was seen as a retirement gift. If he's still yeah. in contention, maybe there's some truth that that winning that MLS Cup actually meant something. I just I just don't believe it to be true, but yeah. maybe there's some evidence to kind of prove it was true. Yeah, no, I tend I don't I, I love MLS. Obviously, we're doing an Inter Miami podcast, um, so so yeah, I, I would love to to say that all our trophies are on par with other people's, but they're really not. Like, let's be real here. Like, you know. I don't know. So we'll see next year. Uh, congrats to Messi. Uh, happy, happy to see that. And, you know, happy to see if the club does another paid fan event where we all get to go in and see whatever trophy this is. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming now, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the uh, newest old board game. It's not selling well. So yeah. maybe this is, they're going to add to it and they're going to make another. Oh, if you come this night, we're going to do an award ceremony around, around this. They'll as change well. the name. Yeah. Was it the, I forget what they did for the Ballon d'Or, but. <laughs> uh, something like the name. Yeah. Like there's Noche something about, door or something. They'll, they'll do something now to kind of pull some more people in. I mean, I could see it. Yeah. The night's kind of already about messy. Why not even go further? Excuse me. Further into it. Yeah. Well, might as well. Right. So. Now it's time for the man to actually put up put up the numbers. And what better way to do that than preseason training? The lads are back on the pitch. And I I I was kind of like, uh, eh, it's the offseason. And then I saw these pictures. I'm like, man, I could record right this second. <laughs> man, I we didn't get the image. It's too bad. The image that uh Beckham put up of the four, the big four sitting together at the training facility and then the same four at Barcelona. And yeah. that was such an amazing image. Uh, but no, like let's, let's preseason training. Uh, it's not just about the big four. Obviously Gressel was there. That's another huge one. Plus our guys yeah. were all there. Every single one yeah. of them, which we got to get into. Cause well, we had four, except four for young, D- except for calendar. We did have four young, four U22 DPs there. Which is a yeah. little concerning. We got to cover that, uh, but no, it's super exciting. Uh, team playing, getting out on the pitch again. Uh, you know, for some of these these guys we're going to talk about that got signed the week prior, they got brought mm-hmm. up to IMCF. You know, the the big league, and they're start the first day of practice. They're kicking the ball with Messi and Suarez. Like, how cool is that? How exciting yeah. is that? Uh, I am. I'm ready for the season. Like this, just seeing the pictures off the off the practice pitch, man, it's 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 good. We're back. The boys are back in town. I know the first look at Gressel and the the Inter Miami kid and Suarez and the training kit, 
and then Benja with the hair in the wind, and of course Robbie Taylor. Man, I'm ready, man. Let's get into the let's get in the stadium. Let us in. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I so kind of bring out some other roots. So I'm a Florida Gator. Uh, I don't know if um, that's bold to admit that in public. I, I know. I don't know if Washington State does this, but Florida Gators, the first practice of the basketball season was an open practice. And so it was called Midnight. Oh, what is it called? Midnight something. And oh, so, yeah, was, they do like Midnight Madness. Midnight Madness. I know a yeah. lot of the like UK, Kentucky, and all them do that. And so the minute you're allowed to practice, they hold this practice. And I just feel mm-hmm. like Inter Miami could have done that. They could have even made a paid event. You know, Don't 50 give bucks them to get ideas. <laughs> but just come see the boys practice on the field the first time they can all practice together. And that would have been a blast. It would have been a hit. Um, yeah. Super excited for this. Yeah, it would have been cool. I mean, you know, my my highlight was like seeing the the tweets they put out with just Suarez and seeing him like come out onto the pitch and just man, you know, and then seeing Beckham's tweet that you you put out, which he totally stole our title for this episode. <laughs> we had this beforehand for the record like it wasn't i, I did had say this that, ready to go yeah. <laughs> as soon as preseason opened i put it there it's not super original though so <laughs> but um it just it, it it started to sink in just the caliber of players that we're bringing in and you know i know there's a lot of hate out there about like oh we're just bringing in these old guys and they're taking up roster space and you know oh, they're past their prime and whatnot but We just have to, like, as a fan, like, we're on this ride. Like, we chose to support this team, and we knew there was going to be big ambitions. And seeing those four guys just, like, like ready to go and practicing together and, like, in our uniform and stuff, that was freaking awesome. Like, I I don't care how old they are. I, I, I loved every second of seeing them like that. You know, there's a lot said about the ownership of this of this team, and it's very much you love him or hate him. But Jorge and David from day one said, we're going to bring you the best in the world. And you look at those four on the pitch together and you can't argue. They brought us the best in the world. Are they in their prime now? No, but are they retired? No, they're, they're going to play. Yeah. And it's hard. Maybe those aren't the best four in NLS MLS, but I bet you they're, they're in the, they're the best four in the top eight. In MLS, I'm not even sure, you yeah, know, you know who those other four are, but like they are as good as as we're probably getting in this league yeah. in the next few years, and and they're all on one team. They're gonna play multiple games together. Don't know how many, <laughs> but you know they're gonna play multiple games together. I am legit excited. Uh, oh, I yeah. just you know we've we've said it before. You know we talked about the New Jersey coming up. I've got basically already written down. I need the Suarez kit in the the new pink jersey Mm -hmm. uh, which we did get some new images of too so i think we got we're planning to show those off uh if not we'll find a way to get them shown off because we yeah they were leaked again last week so we'll show them one way or another i'm gonna make it just remember that right now brandon's gonna do a quick search and find it Uh, yeah yeah no i just think it's exciting it's exciting obviously we didn't get much out of it um there are some things from the press conference that i think are worth mentioning uh you know, there's there's more movement on the way. We're gonna get some transfer updates. Uh, we yeah. know more movements coming. Uh, uh, Mark, uh, Tata has not committed to a specific formation yet. He's basically said, "I'm gonna play a three-five-two. I'm gonna play a four-four-two. 
it, it doesn't sound like he's going to commit to anything. I, I think he's kind of just a little bit talking to cover up what he wants to do. Uh, which I think some of the other things he said, obviously we should have written this down. I realized we didn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, to be honest, I didn't take a lot out of Tata, what he said. Um, you know, the only thing I took out of it really was the change in formation that he's going to try and keep things flexible and, and yeah. But that's it. Like I, I, at this point in the preseason, like these guys haven't even practiced together for a week yet, and he he can't he can't know how he's going to deploy Suarez or how Suarez is going to play or or how everything's going to mesh. And we still have, and we'll talk about it. Like I'm I'm expecting three to five players still to leave, and I I'd, oh, yeah. I'd expect at least you know maybe a couple more additions. Hopefully, like three. I'd I'd like to see two center backs. We'll see. I, I, I think a hundred. I think hundred percent. We're seeing a new center back, but you know, I think the news we're gonna cover is gonna make change that a bit. I do want to say, I think Busquets said that basically someone asked him, you know, replied how seriously are they taking it, or, or do you guys expect to win? And Busquets laid it down that he knows yeah. how good they are, but they haven't won a single match. Like he's coming to play, and I think it's reminding everyone that at least Busquets isn't here to retire quite yet. He's here to win. Uh, which was good. Yeah. There was a fire. There was a fire in his answer. He wants to win. I don't know if it's worth. We can say Busquets speaks for the four, but if he wants to win, probably it's the mentality that they're all sharing. I would, I would think it's probably pretty safe to say that. Like maybe he doesn't speak for the four, but he definitely like they're on the same page. Yeah. Like there's there's no question about that, and they, you know, I think Suarez's press conference too just showed like the professionalism that he has, and like. Just there's still drive to win trophies there, and there's still drive to win um, from from all of them. And I, I expect us to win some trophies this year for sure. Um, otherwise, I think they're all going to feel like they failed, um, just because they're that's who they are. I think I think this. I don't think we've you know only in episode three, so there's not there's yeah. not a lot we haven't said yet. But uh, I think what we haven't said is if they don't win trophies, it will be a blemish. Like it will be a little bit of an asterisk. Yeah. Oh, they went to Inter Miami and didn't accomplish anything. But let's and, not and we, put that into the universe right now. <laughs> it's preseason, saying, I, man. <laughs> I think. I think to your point, though. I think they they came here to win. They did yeah. not come here to just to just hang around. And no. again, you know, this isn't their last season either. I know Mm-mm. maybe Suarez is because I think he had a one on one. But Messi's here for at least one more year after this. I think Alba and Busquets are too. So they're going to win. And I feel I, it. I feel I it right see now. Suarez coming back. Like I think he will. Too. You know, we'll see. Like I, I think a lot was made out of his knees, and I think he did some of that to try and get out of his contract in Brazil to get here in the summer when Messi made his decision. Um, you know, I hundred percent believe that he he does not have great knees. <laughs> like I'm not saying like he's lying about the whole thing, but but I think some of the claims have probably been exaggerated a bit um just to try and get him here but we'll see um you know so far i think in preseason the only injury is robbie robinson shocking yeah shocking shocked i'm shocked I he mean, lasted this long i i hate to make fun of the guy because i actually like him a lot not i not love just the him person. when he's on the field he's a he's he's a great attacker he's not only a great attacker. we've watched him mature like if you mm-hmm. look at him three years ago he would take that ball and dribble right into the box and have the ball stolen. If or we saw over the ball before, like, but last year when he was healthy, 
He yeah. was passing the ball. He was making moves. He's, he was, he's very clearly a guy that Tata likes. Yeah. I like yeah. him too. I want him to be successful. Yeah. I have my favorite, my my first signed jersey was a, a Robinson jersey. Like I've always liked the guy. He was yeah. our first draft pick. I want him to be successful. I we're gonna laugh when he gets injured because it's we kind of expect it, but I don't we're not laughing at him as much as kind of with him. It's, I don't think he's laughing. Yeah, well, I'm trying to. I, the good news I, I is at this point when small, he gets injured, it's a small thing. He'll I be back when, pretty quickly. I, I will <clears> argue that I bet when he gets injured, he kind of at this point laughs like "fucking a," it happened again. Like, mm. hey, you said I can curse, by the way. I remember, I did, I did, but I don't think I don't think he says that at all. <laughs> um, so, but oh, I, we, I, I hope it's Robbie. Recovery. If you're listening and you want to join us and and then tell us, yeah, feel free. <laughs> We're here. I, I hope for the best for him. I want a speedy yeah. recovery. I do think, I think he's our number two striker. And so I want him back on the pitch. No one's oh, going to agree with that. I might get, hopefully I, my, my tag, my Twitter handle's up there now so I can get personalized hate mail for many of our readers or oh, our viewers. For our listeners, it's at M Longin, at M-L-O-N-G-I-N. How do I remember how to spell my name? Uh, on Twitter, if you want to argue with me that Campana is really our second striker, but I am not convinced of it, and frankly, I'll be much more excited with uh, when Suarez subs out to see Robinson come in than oh, to see God. Campana come in. I'm putting, Mike, it, I'm laying it down. I'm just laying it down. Um, listen for those of you guys who who don't know us at this point, um. Mike and I have had several very public arguments about <laughs> Leo Campana and how how I believe that he can be a good striker and Mike Mike thinks he's the worst person. Worst striker worst. ever. That's not true. That's what you said. I don't think he is the striker we're paying for. I don't think he's a 2.1 mm. million dollar striker that should be taking up a, a DP slot or even a super high TAM slot depending on how we're going to buy him down i think he we thought he could be i think two years ago when when uh oh my god who was our our number nine uh carranza no higuain when higuain (laughs) goes down and campana steps in and has that five six game run where he was fantastic everyone thought the world of him and then he petered out and i know there's some metrics last year that if you look at goals per minutes played he was actually in like the top 10 of the league Maybe even a little mm-hmm. higher. So there's some proof to show he can do it. But, but I'm Mike not... doesn't believe any of that proof. No. Given <laughs> mo- the more minutes he plays, I think the worse he does. And I think he, on small, limited sample sets, he plays great. But he, he can't do it. And I am not forgetting we almost lost the League's Cup because of him. He had the striker's moment. The oh, moment every striker uh, lives for, which is to win a cup final in extra time. And he missed. He absolutely missed. I haven't forgiven that. That's it's, the goal that every you're telling me Suarez misses that goal. No, even Robbie, I think, would have scored that goal. But Campana at two point one million dollars missed. Oh, sorry. Well, not over it. Moving on after that terrible take. I hope you guys are still listening after that nonsense. <laughs> We kind of touched on it already, but let's jump into um, our latest transfer rumors. Uh, a lot of them coming in fast and heavy, mostly outgoing things. Um, 
we talked about him a little bit last week, um, you know, in, in the show, and cri- that's Christian Medina. Um, again, 21-year-old uh, center mid uh, who can also play on the right side from Boca. He's uh, U23 Argentina um, international. He's currently on the Olympic qualifying team. I believe they're playing. I think they're playing this week. Um, he's, I mean, he plays for Boca. So obviously he's won a lot of trophies with them. He won the U17 South American championship uh, in 2019 with Argentina last year. Well, yeah, 22-23 season. Uh, he had 49 appearances, 33 starts, 16 subs, five goals, four assists, and uh, just under 3,200 minutes played. We're not the only team in for him. Uh, Nottingham Forest in the EPL has had some interest. I have not seen where they've submitted an offer, but Botafogo in uh, Brazil has submitted an offer. I don't think it's been accepted. I, I think we've pretty much... Um, I think we put in an acceptable offer. And, and in my mind, I think uh, unless he chooses to pursue like somewhere in Europe or something like that, I kind of expect him to be an Inter-Miami player at some point uh, very shortly. What do you think about Mr. Medina? I, I agree with you. I think he's coming. I think there's a lot of smoke to this fire. And, and frankly, the last time we had one of these conversations, 12 hours after we released, the guy was on the team. Gressel, yeah. Gressel joined us. Uh, I think this is definitely another one we're going to seek fill out. Uh, I think the interesting thing here is a couple fold. First off, I think this solidifies that Gressel was brought in as right wing back. Uh, there's been a lot of conversation that Gressel's really a center midfielder. Uh, He's but not playing seeing, in the midfield. That's but it's, it's throughout seeing that Medina's I know there's being a discussed. lot of conversation, but yeah, <laughs> but seeing that Medina is being discussed means we're looking at NRCM, and frankly, we have too many almost at this point. So uh, I think this I think is that seals things. Gregory. I I think gregory seals um i think this puts gomez in an interesting space and i will cover that in just the mm. once we get done with medina i want to talk yeah. about you that we have four u22s now i think it puts gomez in an interesting space i think it does a couple things so uh i think it's real i think this is going to be very exciting i think getting young argentinians to the team is one of those things that isn't too like when we talked about bringing messi on it's one of those benefits we didn't really talk a lot about specifically around getting young Argentinians, because here's a place where if you're a young Argentinian that want to play on Copa tournaments and, you know, for World Cup tournaments, time playing next to Messi is going to be super Mm. beneficial, right? You're going to get extra viewership. The coaches are going to watch your games. You know, it's really beneficial to you as a player. And so I think for a guy like Medina, it it can be seen. So this is a real benefit to him. I think I think that's a good benefit, but I think who probably paved the way more than Messi is uh, guys like Almeida in Atlanta because, like, they've seen that he can come to the league. He got a shot on the World Cup team. Like, he's developed, and, like, he, he's someone who will probably move on before the season starts. Um, well, they said that about Almeida for a year and a half. And I love Almeida. He's one of my yeah. favorite players in the league. But I think there's a real difference when you're a young Argentinian can play with Messi. Because again, yeah. the coaches I think are you, going to watch you play. They have to because yeah. they're going to watch Messi play. Right. And I agree with you. I'm not saying that that's not a factor, but I also think like, you know, some of the younger like South American players that have come in here and done it before um, kind of show that the league yeah. 
can develop you and then it doesn't hurt to have the eyes of the world on you while you're playing next to Messi. <laughs> you also again you also have Copa in America this year too, which helps. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't see a lot of reasons why it won't happen. The only one maybe is I've heard I've read some differing reports about the buyout clause and just how much it is and that Boca may really is looking for <laughs> certain amounts. So there could be that like we might get priced we might get priced out mm-hmm. but sooner or later like the pockets are big enough um yeah so i think this is real i think it's exciting um but i do think it has a huge impact on the team when it comes to spots you know there's only 11 roster spots to start yeah and i know we're, we have to be deeper we're gonna have multiple cups we're playing in but for the big games those top 11 spots are very competitive right now well yeah and i think you know you kind of mentioned it, and we can jump into it now is um the u22 um situation you know, for those of you who don't know or learning MLS rules or those of you like me that have been struggling to learn MLS rules for years, <laughs> um, those that don't know, there is a designation called the U-22. It's for um, young players, obviously under the age of 22, who would normally take up like a DP spot or a designated player spot to come into the league and, and not take up that designation and free that up to to more senior players. And um, this year, MLS has opened all those U22 spots. You no longer have to have like a young DP or a combination of, you know, three DPs that were certain ages or whatever to have those spots. So every team gets three spots and we have four players in those spots. (laughs) So someone's got to go. Yeah. And how we got here was we had Emerson as a U22 last year. We Mm -hmm. loaned him out. And then brought in uh, Gomez, Toto, and Ferraris. And so the expectation was Emerson wasn't going to come back. Emerson's back. And now we've got a wing, a striker, a defender, and a midfielder that are are sitting in these spots. Uh, I can say, in my opinion, none of the four U22 DPs have ever shown themselves to be everything we've wanted them to be uh i think well i think three of them have had a very small sample size yeah no it's i'm criticizing but i'm not i'm I'm not trying to be definitive on it i'm just saying okay based on sample size like toto actually toto i think has been my favorite though he's had some rough moments uh uh various has been mine yeah i think he's he's played really well i think the one we've all struggled with is gomez i remember his first outing i think he got, got a yellow card and like five minutes of his first outing yeah. I, I just I, I don't have a lot of faith in Gomez I don't think he's the change of pace player we want so I know everyone's expecting Emerson oh. to be shipped I'm gonna make an argument that Gomez Gomez isn't exactly safe either Emerson's probably what's probably gonna happen to Emerson is something that looks a lot like Pizarro where we either there's a mutual deal where we just cut his contract and it doesn't cost us anything someone else gets him a, a mutual party Mutual parting of ways, if you can see my fingers, uh, for those who, who aren't watching, I made the you know, those air quotes, uh, for like, like we did for Pizarro, I could see that. But I'm also going to make an argument that if, if Tata's looking at his field and say, okay, uh, Emerson does provide that change of pace. It can open up the field vertically very quickly. That, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm in a situation where I really want, I have a, a high line playing against me, I can really expose them very quickly. And I've got a guy like Busquets who can accurately drop a ball right in front of Emerson on a, on a move. 
I might want an Emerson. What is Gomez bringing yeah. to me, especially kind of circling back if we bring in Medina. Medina? Yeah. You know, I kind of, as you're talking, like I'm thinking about it and it's like, it, it, it might make sense to see Gomez loaned out or something like that. Um, do I think we'll see that? Probably not because Tata, Tata wanted him just like you wanted Farias and Toto. So I, I think we probably see those three stay um, and something's got to happen with Emerson. Either he's loaned out again, bought outs. I, I don't think we can buy him down because of the transfer fee that was associated with his him coming to the team. So we're probably stuck with that part of it, but at least the salary. But and, yeah, and I was never a big Emerson fan. Um, he always tried to get a little too cute with the ball, in my opinion. Um, but you can see there's potential there. Like he's not a bad player. I just Emerson I still has what I call me. the Emerson still has what I call the worst goal of IMCF history. I think it was one who oh, took God. three three yeah. different shots to get the ball in. Um, he he's mm. he's another person we did dirty. We did not. We brought him in. He didn't get the playing time he needed. He didn't get the development time he needed. He he looks a lot like uh, like a Carranza. I was gonna say Pellegrini. I think who mm-hmm. also we did really dirty. Uh, Carranza. Carranza I think is a different type of doing dirty because like, Carranza got broken. A that lot was a Higuain doing dirty. Yeah, that was a Higuain specifically did him dirty. Uh, yeah. But we did not help Emerson out. And Dude. so I'm hoping that what, however we we if we part ways with him, we do so in a way that's beneficial to him, which is kind of what yeah. we do with Pellegrini. We give him the real chance to leave. Uh, but you and know, for our, our listeners, yeah, I think that's how he repaid us. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners, you know, when we talk about upcoming transfers, we can guarantee that one of these four is moving. Just the the yeah. specific MLS rules require one of these four to go. Yeah. So we'll whether just it be like it a. Alone or or something like they just won't be on the team next year. Yeah. But you know, they won't be on the team. Somebody in thirty in thirty five days, they're not going to be on the team. Oh yeah, roster compliance day. Um, speaking of somebody who probably won't be on the team anymore, and I think it's a shame. We got to talk about Harvey Neville. Um, you know, I, I think Mike had the has the scoop on him. Yeah, we're we're hearing pretty pretty definitively. We we it's not on paper. It's it's not really been reported yet, but pretty definitively he's going to Portland to uh yeah. reunite with his with the gaffer, which is her dad. Uh I think what people are going to say is this is even more nepotism. Uh I I disagree. think in this case they're right. Well, I I agree that the probably nepotism is kind of helping him go to a certain spot. I still think he deserved every shot to be on our team last year. I think yeah. he was the best rat backup right back we had. And I think and he Frank, deserved a shot this year. Yeah. I think I, he I actually, could be the guy who would back up Gressel and we could move on Yedlin if that was a choice. You but took the words right out of my mouth. section of this fan base decides that because he was the, the former manager's son, like, oh, it's nepotism or whatever. But the kid's got talent. Is he going to be a world beater? No. He's no. not only got talent. He's a serviceable he's ta- backup. Yeah, but he's and he's cheap, right? He's yeah. making league minimum, and and you know when you compare him to to Yedlin, who makes ten times his salary, and I, I'm not exaggerating. I think it's you know it's league minimum it's pretty 67. close to that. It's league minimum sixty seven, and I think Yedlin's making six fifty, so pretty close Something to ten like times that. his salary. We don't have ten times the right back here, so 
I think with Harvey moving and now kind of stuck with Yedlin, unless you know something else happens in the right back front, I, I think this is a shame. I I get yeah. why it's happening. I think it's the right situation. I think Harvey will never be forgotten as the nepotism kid here, even though I don't think it was deserved. Yes, was he on the team because his dad? Did he get to IMCF two because of his dad? Hands down. There's no question we did. But I think he earned that his spot team. on the first team. I do as well. Frankly, maybe there wasn't another right back who was ready to step up, but Harvey wasn't overwhelmingly embarrassed. He was a serviceable backup yeah. right back in MLS, and I think he could have kept on playing that. But he's going to Portland. He's going to reunite with his dad. Uh, I I hope for I good would, things for him. I personally like. I I would like good things for him, but I wish he would go someplace that his dad wasn't anywhere else in MLS or anything like that, just so that he could get out from under his shadow because. The same thing's going to happen in Portland is my fear. Like, granted, that fan base is a little bit like more toned down than ours can be at times, but I, I don't think, I don't think he's doing himself any favors by following his dad. I'll make an argument that Portland weather is a better preparation for England, and he does another year. He does one more year in Portland, and then he finally ends up in a championship so. league. Come on, I it's think dreary, if he wanted it's to do and that. Rainy. I think if he wanted to do that, he could have te- taken the Romeo Beckham route and ended up playing for somebody's like um, B side or whatever. There's a reason why that's not happening, right? Like, soccer's a business. Yeah, you know, he's, he's not a championship level player, and that's what and he's I don't got think to do. He is, will be. I think he will. <clears throat> no, I mean Rex. I'm sure he can go play for if he wants to go play for Wrexham. Yeah, but Wrexham's not a championship level team. Well, now I know, but now I'm just throwing out another name there. But if he wants he to go he hang out with Ryan Reynolds, yeah, go. I mean, go out there, get a bunch of FaceTime. So he probably make more money there than he makes here. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, you know, Phil can make a call to make that happen. David can make probably. a call. Maybe he uh, could go play. What's the Salford City or whatever that they own? Yeah. Yeah, you can go play there. And I don't know. Fair, anyway. Uh, Wrexham's <laughs> going to be, what, uh, League One next year. League if one. they win promotion. Yeah, but they're they're in, what, top two right now. So, and the top three gets promoted. So, they're in a There's good There's a lot of season again. left to play. I know. I'm Ask just making Arsenal all sorts fans. of fans. I'm making all sorts of takes right now. So, you know, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to turn this into a giant parlay. And oh, I'm going to make a lot. We're going to bet 20 cents on this and make $900 million. Let's do it. <clears throat> Speaking of a bet that didn't pay off. Yeah, yeah. So Stefanelli, uh, there's a lot of smoke right now that he is heading to Everton. And when I say Everton, I do not mean not the, UK the Everton in England. Who who's going to somehow avoid relegation again this year, but it's going to be close once again. I don't know what that I mean. They're we're not in EPL podcast so I no but i think they're sitting i think they're sitting at fourth right now for, uh fourth they from are the bottom. but then apparently there's the point deduction that's coming oh, that's out true. and they're gonna punish everton and uh who else was it sheffield united or no nottingham forest they're but gonna man punish C- those two teams while man city who man has city like 10 times the amount of problems they're good yeah no you know Win- it's all right winning so Bullshit. listen we saw we saw it in mls you know when my inner Miami, I'll, we'll call it out when we got punished is when we lost. But when the when LAFC makes that Gareth Bale deal, which they didn't fall through on and should have turned into a, a punishment this year, nothing happens. So winner winners get away with it and losers don't. But you just said it. We're not an EPL podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're not looking to branch out just yet. Uh, but so he's heading to the Chilean Everton. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a loan deal. Not a lot is known beyond kind of what we're writing. It's an option right to now. buy, right? Well, I, I think most loans have most loans. Mm-mm. Don't they have options to buy? No. Oh, if you're sending a player out for development and you want him back, you don't put in a buy option. Yeah, but this isn't a development loan. This is a, well, we don't really want you anymore loan. <laughs> but yeah, fair. If it's a development loan, it's different. But most when yeah. we don't want you loans have options to buy. Uh, I agree. This did not pan out. Remember this, this time was, I mean, back in the day, brought him over. This is the next Argentinian 10. We didn't get the first one we wanted, but we got this one. Yeah. Uh, I... I don't, I don't think there's think a lot he, to say here. Yeah, I don't think um I don't think his time here worked out the way he wanted it to or the way we wanted it to. He he was injured for a good portion of his time here. Um I will say we did see flashes. You know, we did see some good moments from him. Um he's not a bad player. Um you know, hopefully he can find success in in uh Everton and that Chile and you know, wish him the best, but um, you know, with with all the international players we're bringing in, some international players have to go, and unfortunately, he hasn't produced, and he he's got to go. Which I will call out. So, so he is a striker, and so now he's on the way out. But Emerson's back. Is that a coincidence? It might be. I, I'm not going to just make you know take these two facts and say they are linked, but there could be. You know, this is going back to my thinking of Emerson might not be gone. With Stefanelli out, we just yeah. replaced him already. So there could St- be a, there could be a way to buy down Emerson's contract. I don't know, um, you know, and and I won't pretend to be the expert that Henderson is <laughs> when it comes to those type of moves. But if he can buy him down, like why not? Yeah, give the guy a shot. We're we're thin on the wings. We could use him. So so let's get into the next the next two names, which I think this is super exciting. This is the best uh, part. We got two of our homegrown players. Uh, one's a former Western FC player. Uh, they've been signed first team deals. So Tyler Hall, I'm sorry, Tyler Hall and Izzy Boatwright uh, both mm-hmm. got signed last week. And this goes back to, by the way, we wanted to do a show last week, but unfortunately, I was feeling under the weather, uh, so we couldn't do it. But so we're a little bit late. But super exciting. These guys both got first team deals. Let's start with Tyler Hall. Tyler Hall's uh, center back. He's 17 years old. Uh, the contract runs through 2027. He's a former Western FC. Uh, IMCF2, he had 22 appearances. He was an MLS Next All-Star and also has 13 appearances with the U.S. Men's National Team under 17. Uh, I think this is huge. Huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge. We got a young center back that we're going to be bringing. We've signed him to our first team deal already. I do. I expect him to play. I expect him yeah. to play major minutes before the season's over. I don't think he's starting, you know, at least to start and possibly the entire season. But I think we'll see him play quite a bit. And I think he's going to make a major impact on the pitch. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I'm obviously excited for him. Anytime we sign homegrown players like that, just that's just amazing. In my opinion, like these are local guys that we can get out there and support and get behind. And, and he's, he's been successful in inter Miami too. Um, but I, I don't, I don't expect him to play heavy minutes. Um, I would say he probably plays in some of the the cup ties and, you know, some of those midweek games that come after CCC or something like that. He'll get some minutes. Um, But, you know, the club's kind of 
Um, even though we're thin at center back, I think there's other guys that have some experience that probably get minutes ahead of him. But I think uh, I don't think he stays like buried on the depth chart. Like he'll get minutes when he can, and I think it's a name that we'll be talking about as a starter, starting center back at some point. Because clearly, this clearly we are not like going out there and spending big money on center backs. We're going to try and develop them. And if a guy like T- Tyler Hall and Ian Frey and you know guys like that can can get healthy and stay healthy and form a young backbone to the team like why not like that's awesome so so i will add uh reason for me being so like high on seeing him we're we're not gonna get into lineups today uh we're gonna cover lineups in our next show because we'll cover it as part of kind of our prep for the el salvador game which uh weirdly kind of conspiracy theory no one knows no no one knows about it if you go to espn it's not listed if you go to intermiamicf.com there is no el salvador game listed on our schedule Maybe they read from the same data. Maybe they don't, but there's no details on it. There was a tweet earlier today showing the bus that supposedly Inter Miami is going to use in El Salvador. Uh, so nothing, we don't know anything about it. So kind of just, it's very weird, very strange, uh, but kind of getting yeah. back to it. So we're, I'm expecting this to play a three, five, two, which means we need three center backs for every, for the majority of games, you know, there will be rotation, mm-hmm. but I think we'll, we'll see three center backs. We're extremely light there. Uh, you mentioned Ian Frey. Ian Frey is not ready to start yet, from what I'm hearing. He's not ready to no, play yet. I, I didn't mention Ian Frey, like thinking he was going to play major minutes this year, but yeah. he'll play major minutes this year, I believe. I think he'll be a starter by. I think they'll manage him. I'll think I think by May, him. May or June, he'll be our starter, but he's not there yet. Uh, so I do think we're going to have people like Tyler Hall called in fairly early. Uh, I'm not going to give my startup lineup yet. And I don't have him in my lineup right away, but I'm just kind of calling out if you need three center backs and we just shipped Kamal Miller. So we're even lighter and yeah. Sergey, I don't think is fast enough for, for what uh, Tata wants to do. I think we're seeing Tyler Hall pretty quickly. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I hope for his sake, he gets some time on the bench and a lot of time in practice to learn from guys. Um, because I, I think it's hard to throw a 17-year-old at the back line, especially with a star-studded team, and expect him to hold up um, all season. But we'll see. Um, and then and then jumping in, uh, Izzy Boat right, right back. So these signings now are two use of the backs. And I think Izzy Boatwright, so he's 18, uh, Dominican uh, Republic. He's started for both their youth and their senior teams. Uh I think we got kind of bring this over to the Harvey Neville conversation of we don't have a young backup right back. You know, we, we are going to be counting yeah. on Yedlin. It looks like, but it seems like Izzy's the number three. He's going to come in. Yeah. He'll be on the bench. He's ready to step in if needed. Uh, and from all accounts, we, we, you know, some of the people we've talked to that fall IMCF too heavily, very deserved of this. He's going to step in and be able to, you know, pr- pretty quickly grow up into the first team. Yeah, and I think some of the people we talked to even thought he had more upside than uh, than Tyler Hall. Um, so that that's interesting to see. Hopefully that pans out. But yeah, I think he's like a third third back, which is nice to see that we have that depth because we had Yedlin and that was it last year, really, uh, because you know uh, certain people refused to play Harvey Neville. Um, well, <laughs> so, it's, it's interesting right now because we actually have we're three deep at both 
right and left back, right? So left back. Yeah, and I think we stay that way because we haven't heard any rumors about Yedlin Negri. at this point, and we ha- or Negri. Yeah, so which I'm just, fine with. I thought Negri played really well before he got injured. I agree too. Actually, I think you know we'll get into this more next week. I actually think uh, we'll see No Allen move to left center back quite a bit next year. Yeah. So I, I do think there's room for these. And, you know, I, I, I don't know a ton about Izzy. Uh, I know he's pretty tall, so I wouldn't be surprised if he can probably play right center back in a three, five, two, you know, a little bit too. So that would be I'm speculating there. I'm speculating there. It's complete speculation. <laughs> uh, again, don't know much about him, but just, just based on his profile and kind of what we've seen Tata do, which is take the left, the back, the left and right back and kind of move them into because Yedlin had to play RCB multiple games last year. You know, you saw, especially yeah. kind of late in the game, you know, they bring in another back. Yeah, but he and, was and, more like uh, free roaming. But he'd still like they he let still, him the, jump the into tactical the attack formation, quite a bit, though. Yeah. But in the tactical formation, he 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 lined up as a, a right center back. It looked weird, too. Yeah. I never, I was never comfortable with him in a right center back position. Well, that, but... that and it didn't help that uh, whoever does the graphics for lineups for Inter Miami, oh, yeah. hopefully you're ready this year because. God, you confuse the hell out of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but that's intentional. That was a, I don't know if that was a Phil thing or, or who was coming up with the idea of it, but it was clearly intent. They were having fun with I it. At some games, they we'll were see. like clearly, like there was a center back one point, set it up as a center midfielder. Like it doesn't, it didn't make any sense. I don't know. That tells me somebody wasn't watching the interns, but. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, before we wrap up today's show, let's hop into our favorite topic. We've hit it on every episode, and I'm hoping we don't have to talk about it the next episode. But uh, we did have some some news on this front. So Mike mentioned it earlier, and let me pull up the picture here so that you guys can see. Uh, There we go. go. If you guys follow us on Twitter. There you go. That's what I want to make sure we said. This is... We got this photo. Uh, I shouldn't say we. Mike got this photo from someone and and was able to share it with us, and we shared it with you guys. So, so this is the time we say it. If you're not if you're not following us on YouTube, you're not following us on Twitter already. You need a like. You need to subscribe. You need to hit that button. You need to be following us because we did get this uh, last week. Uh, from what we understand, there was a big MLS show. Uh, this jersey was in a display booth. It looks pretty legit. I actually, inf- you know, when we created the tweet, we called it a replica because it didn't seem like it had some of the, <clears throat> the embossing. But it's pretty clear if you zoom in, uh, this is the authentic jersey. So I, I think it's yeah. really hard to to deny at this point that this is our jersey. Uh, what is well, interesting, by the way? One thing say, we buddy? did hear back was that there is a possibility that while this is the exact, like, design, that this may not be the final jersey because there are these demo jerseys out in the world that they use for photo shoots and events like this that maybe don't have the final touches. But if you were hoping, like I was, that we were getting away from the stacked logos or any of the other leaks, like we're not it, like sorry, not happening. No. Me, me and Don Cavacito, I don't know if he's one of our followers. We are on over the moon on this one. This looks great. Uh, I do want to call out two things from this this display. First off, it looks like there's pink shorts at the bottom. Uh, some had hoped that we'd do a pink top with black bottoms. Does not look like it's happening this year. It looks like full pink. The other is this hoodie 
that's to the right of it. There was, man, now I'm asking like another shot in the fly. I don't think we're going to find it. This hoodie was, there's a new hoodie coming oh, out boy. that looks fantastic. It's, it's got, it's a zip hoodie, but it's also got a zipper over the, uh, underneath the pocket, uh, up by the, the chest. It looks like a really great hoodie this year. Uh, clearly multiple, multiple teams have versions of this. So it looks like an MLS generic hoodie with, you know, the Miami logo on it. Uh, I've already talked to a couple people that are like, hey, have you found where to buy it yet? Because it's the number one thing we want to buy behind the jersey. Or to those who hate the jersey, it's like, no, this is just the number one thing I want to buy. Uh, but it looks great, too. So a lot of interesting tidbits in this. But again, if you have been following us on Twitter, you would have seen this last week. Uh, we did get it out there, and we're pretty excited about it. A couple other things just to call out, obviously. Royal Caribbean looks like a done deal if it's going to show up in this. Where it's the real jersey, the mock jersey, uh, it looks real. So... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, we kind of also have to talk about the possible third jersey again. So this mock-up was another mock-up, obviously. Um, if you're not watching, this is shared by Footy Headlines. You can go on there. They've got all the leaks. Um and so this is a concept design that obviously computer generated uh, Miami Dolphins colors, orange and teal, but these are more of like a pastel. Uh, they're more toned down. They're not as bold. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you think, Mike? So, uh, you know, when I first saw it, I'm like, man, that's exactly what I wanted. And now given time it's not what i exactly what i want but let me call out what i love and then kind of call out what i don't love first off uh for those who haven't seen it yet the miami is using that kind of like miami vice like miami uh written out yeah love it like that totally about also at the on the sleeves um at the cuffing at the sleeves we got a different color i love that and then the it's a piping. plain boring yeah the then it's a plain boring kit though then it's just there's nothing else I expect there to be something else. I've been told by yeah. multiple people they've worked for years on this kit. They're excited about this kit. They expect it to be something special and memorable. I don't think the kit we have on the screen right now meets that criteria. Mm -hmm. And if this is the kit, I'm going to have to apologize to a few people because I <laughs> just implied something. But I just, I just, they've sold this to me as something that they're just, this is their life's ambition realized. Yeah. And I think we're going to see more. I, I don't think it's as crazy as the kit we showed last week. No. Uh, but I think there's design elements probably from both of them that we're going to see. Yeah. And so, like, I think to me, this looks like, like stage one in the design process. Like this is the colors we're going for. And then let's move on and add detail. And like, you know, this is probably very early on in the concept process. And, you know, I, I would love to see something like this with a little more detail. I would hope that we would get that badge that we saw on that last kit where the, the teal and the orange and the white was more incorporated into the badge. It wasn't just orange and white like this one is. And I don't like the white three stripes on the shoulders. I, I would hope we, we would go with a different color there. Um, so it's funny. Kind of see it. It's funny. I, I actually didn't notice those white street stripes. I thought that was like a computer yeah. generated, uh, like uh, not a glare, but a reflection. I see it yeah. now. I agree. I don't like them. It is interesting what you said about a first draft. So my understanding, of a lot of these jersey designs. So Adidas, can, we don't design the jerseys for the record. Like it's not like we have an in-house jersey designer. When I say we were, I mean, Inter-Miami. 
uh, Adidas does the design and we give them the information. And so I could very much see this being the first draft of, we told them we want a Miami Vice kit. We want it inspired by Dolphins. Adidas says, okay, here, we designed it for you. And then we'd say, okay, yes, we liked ABC. We didn't like this. Like this could be that first pass because Adidas is very conservative in designs. Like you really have to push yeah. them to get like a crazy design. So I absolutely could see like that statement to me rings really true. And if you're telling me footy somehow, footy headlines got a hand, a copy of a first draft also wouldn't surprise me. So I think that could, that like, to me, that's a fairly like plausible scenario. Uh, yeah, because I don't think this is the final version. But if you're telling me that Adidas, this was Adidas's first attempt at building this first, I absolutely could believe that statement. Yeah, and and that's what it looks like to me. Is it looks like a first draft, and you know if that's that's what we started with, I can't wait to see what comes at the end because oh, it's going to be great. good. No, it's going to look great, and I'm super excited. Uh, I'm going to. I'm already at three, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have two of the pink jerseys, at least one of Jesus. those. Uh, I have to buy at least two of the warm-ups the kits this year because I, I always buy the 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 love uh, one and I always buy one of the armed forces ones. So I'm at so far I'm at six jerseys for the year, five jerseys, five jerseys. Last year I bought, Ooh. I think I bought ten jerseys because I ended up with five, six of the heartbeats, one Lenocha, and three warm-ups. Mm. So. So far, I'm tracking yeah, I don't to buy count less. The, I don't count the warm-ups as kits because they don't They're cost s- the same. They still cost $70. They're $60. Like I'm counting yeah, them as a jersey. you just wait a couple weeks. <laughs> okay, then you get them for $50. It's not like we used to be able to get them for yeah. 10 bucks anymore when Fanatics no, had those well, crazy sales. Fast. Yeah, now we're now we're having to pay full price. But yeah, I, I will be buying the third kit. I'm still on the fence about the, the pink the one. minute. The minute Suarez walks out in that new pink kit, you're going to walk straight to the team store and buy one. Like, you're just going to walk out of your seats in the stands, go buy one, put it on, and go back to the seats in the stands. Just don't deny that's happening. Oh, Jesus. I hate that you're probably right. Uh, I really do. Because if Suarez be is going to wear it, I'll probably buy it. I, I, will, I will tell you this now. The day the crit's released, I'll be there that morning at the team store buying a Suarez kit and a long in kit. Yeah, I'll it's, probably, it's ha- you know what, we'll both do it. I'll get my, my B-Griff kit, because I think that pink would actually match the kilt that I wear on game days. See, it's all coming together. It's all part uh, of the plan. It is, it is. But on that note, um, thank you guys for listening. We're going to wrap it up tonight. Um, hopefully, we'll be back before the El Salvador game, and we can kind of give you our projected lineups and what we think is going to happen um, if the game exists. Could it be a glitch in the matrix? We'll see. I, I, I do <laughs> think the game's going to happen. So uh, just a couple things on that. So definitely want to give a show before then. Uh, I'll be gone for the weekend, so we'll not have another show. If we don't do it before the weekend, we will not have a show until – uh, Tuesday morning at the earliest next week. So we definitely want something ahead of that one. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, super glad we got stuck today. Super glad I'm healthy again because this was horrible. Yeah. Uh, I know it's going on for anyone who has it. It's, it's going around nasty, nasty, nasty cough fever. It was not fun. I do not wish it on anyone. Uh, but yeah, no, super excited for the seasons here. Like we are, you know, yeah. as we're sitting here recording Monday night, there is going to be an inner Miami game most likely this week. Yeah. Again, and we've got lads and kids 
it, it's happening. So again, thank you guys for listening uh, for episode three. We made it through three of them. Um, you know, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, that's the best way to to. In my opinion, that's the best way to listen to the show because we like to do a lot of visual aids and things like that. And plus, you get to see our beautiful faces. Yeah, um, we're not we're not just a podcast. The the visuals a huge yeah. part of it. Uh, There's going to be more exciting things with the videos. Yeah, and so far we only had one big issue with the, our new uh, streaming. So this is one more step closer to going big live. issue. That was not a big issue. No, I said we only had. <laughs> I didn't call it a big issue. I said we had one issue. But we're, we're one but, step closer to going live, which is what yeah. we really want to do. Uh, spoiler alert, we already are hearing we might have to be able to get some help doing live shows from the parking lot. I'm going to keep on teasing this because I really want this to happen. Not game one, but I really want this to happen. Yeah, uh, my wife also Wednesday, wants this to be tough. My, my yeah. wife also wants this to happen because she says that I, I will drink quite a bit less at the games if that happens because I'll have to be mm. recording. So. Uh, and my son wants this to happen because he thinks he's going to get on the show too. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep on pushing it out there. We will do yeah. so one way or another. We're doing a live show this year. It, yeah, absolutely. Happen. We'll, we'll a live do show, it. Sorry, we'll a live it. show at the in Drive Pink's at the stadium at the, the stadium. Absolutely, absolutely. We will. Um, we'll figure it out. I, I think we have a good jump on that as far as logistics and how we're going to do that. But um, we just got to work on Plan B. Can we do a live? <laughs> can we just do a live webcam? From the green lot for pre-games, like set it up on top of the green lot gang tent, looking down, like we can do something with that too. Inner Miami podcast at Green Lock Gang. No, I, I'm throwing this idea out there. <laughs> Just throwing it to the world. Yeah, Inner Miami oh, show. So uh, Inner Miami show. I said Inner Miami podcast. My bad. <laughs> so you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, you know. Check us out. Follow us wherever you get your audio feeds too, because we post the audio normally same time as the the video. And you know, keep giving us the feedback because some of you guys were feet telling us, you know, hey, do X, Y, and Z, and this would look better, and this would be better. And we take that seriously. And you can see there's been improvements. So keep it coming, and please keep on keep on supporting us. Yeah, no, we've we've completely redone both our studio setups since uh, we started. Yeah. Ah. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>